0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Metro Talks. This is your host, John Sostage, joined along with my co host, Matt Dobbins.
1: Hey, everyone. As always, super excited to be back with you for another episode. Uh, I know that this episode has to have you very excited, John, because today we're talking about baseball.
0: Yep, yes, sir. That, that we are. Uh, really looking forward to it. You know, baseball has been one of my passions my whole life growing up. I uh, started playing just like a lot of kids at a young age in T-ball. Uh, moved my way up through Little League, uh, played through high school at St. Anthony's High School, and uh, continued my career into college. So I had a lot of great experiences, you know, all throughout my life. As, uh, as many people know who do play baseball, it is a sport that you really have to work on all year round. The um, you know, grind for it really never stops. So I know you had a little bit of a career for yourself too at a young age, Matt. You want to tell us about that a little bit? I would hardly call it a career. My career ended – a lot
1: earlier than, than yours did. Uh, I think I probably stopped playing around 10 or 11. But uh, the, what I do remember, uh, you know, I have some very fond memories of uh, growing up. I was born in Brooklyn, and uh, I played travel baseball as, as a young kid there. And uh, for those of you local Long Islanders who are listening in right now, if you've ever been on the Belt Parkway, uh, a lot of my childhood baseball I used to play at Gil Hodges, which is the field directly under the Belt Parkway. I think it's about, like, exit seven or eight or yeah, so. i
0: played there a few times, absolutely. Yeah, there too, so, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I actually just found out that uh a college softball team plays there now. So I I'm sure the field has improved uh if they're hosting college events since since the last time I played there. But um, you know, even though my playing career wasn't as long as yours, playing games, you know, underneath the highway there at night, under the lights, uh, it's some of the best memories I have uh, you know, of growing up. So having the chance to speak with our guests today is really exciting. And uh, for everyone listening, if you guys love baseball as much as John and I do, then I hope you can sit back and enjoy this episode as, uh, you know, as much as we enjoyed making it.
0: Yeah, that's right, Matt. So uh, after that, let's jump right into this. Uh, We hope you're all enjoying your week and hopefully starting to get back into a good and healthy routine. We know staying on a routine can be tough, especially in a time like this uh, when life throws a curveball at you, no pun intended there. (laughs) That's why making adjustments when adjustments are needed can really be so crucial. Um, And that's really what this episode is all about. So I recently had the chance to sit down with two professional baseball players, uh, Zach short, who is an infielder in the Chicago Cubs organization and Jason Foley, who's a right-handed pitcher in the Detroit Tigers organization. And we had the chance to speak about their workout training and recovery routines and adjustments they needed to make during this pandemic with their season tentatively delayed, uh, it's still crucial for these guys to stay on top of their game and not let anything slip by the wayside since they're really competing with some of the best athletes on the earth. So without any further ado, uh, it is Matt and I's pleasure to introduce Zach Short and Jason Foley to the talk room. Today we are here with Zach Short, who's an infielder with the Chicago Cubs organization. Uh, Zach has been with the Cubs since 2016. He has quickly moved his way up the organization, playing on all levels, uh, and now is in the AAA uh, system, farm system with the Iowa Cubs and he's an active member of the Cubs 40-man roster. Zach, how we doing?
2: Oh, couldn't do be better.
0: Good. Glad to have you here. Uh, on the other hand, we have Jason Foley, right-handed pitcher with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, foley has been with the Tigers since 2016. He is a hard-thrown right-hander with high projectability and a high ceiling. Uh, he actually topped at 101 miles an hour a few years back and is looking to move his way up the organization. Foley, thanks for being with us today, buddy. Of course. All right, guys. Uh, a few questions I got here you. So- for you here so uh how have things been you know so far living through the pandemic um i know obviously a little bit of a setback for you with uh hopefully being in the season by now but um you know obviously i had to make some adjustments i'm sure so you know have you been able to hit throw and uh work out so far
2: yeah um it's been obviously unprecedented so we've never gone through something like this before but you know we're we're making the most of it we have a few weights here at the house that i'm staying at Um, and then every, every other day we go and hit at this closed facility that we're, you know, there's five people in there at a time. Um, but it's just been, it's been so weird to kind of just go through your daily routine with with not really knowing that there's, there's a fight at the end of the tunnel, I guess you could say for like the season and whatever, just as, as life in general, you know, like if you're working out in the off season, you know, you're working for spring training and that whole season, but you know, now you're working out, you're like, Am I just working out, you know, just to work out, or am I actually getting ready for something this year? But I think other than that, it's been it's been good. You just kind of have to roll with the punches and go from there. Right. Right. Absolutely. How about yeah.
3: you? So um, yeah. Kind of same deal. You're just kind of kind of finding a way. Um, I feel like when you're at a level that we're at and trying to you know make it make it to the top, uh, you got to just find a way. When there's you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, I got I got some bands, I got some weights, and just been finding a way, way to work out and get, get my thrown in. So um, you got to just, just find a way. But I've been, you know, I'm just gotta, doing the best job I can.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And luckily for you guys, I know, I know you're in a pretty warm weather. Both you know, yeah. Florida, Zex, and uh, Arizona. So, you know, I'm sure that's been a plus for you guys, being able to
2: do your things outside. Sure. That's you good. Happen. Yeah, it's been tough for talking to my family back in New York where it rains every day yeah. going through this. is kind of yeah. tough paul has been getting some nice weather down in Florida.
3: Yeah, yeah, I can't complain. It's, uh, you know, it's nice. It gives me the opportunity to work out outside and get my thrown in and stuff. Uh, yeah. Same deal. I'm from New York as well. So it be yeah. pretty tough to do that stuff up north. And uh, just happy I got some warm weather and some good people to get after with. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Gave me some time to work on that mustache there too. A little bit, yeah. It's been it's been about however long we've been quarantined. So I'd say okay. a month and a half now. It's been There you go been there a process know. but you know it's getting me going
0: there you go uh so zach i'll ask you first um so i know both of you guys have been injured throughout your uh, minor league career so far zach i know you broke your hand last season uh, actually up the bat i know you got hit by a pitch so how much of an impact did that have on you um moving along with the rest of the season up till now
2: yeah it was tough pill to swallow for sure i, I mean i haven't gotten hurt since like seventh grade so you know when i got hurt it was kind of like a just a it was just like a, a gut punch, you know, like you're not you, you never plan for an injury, really. So, I mean, going through the last off season into, you know, the first week of the season, you feel great. You're ready to go. You get off to a hot start. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like now, you know, you have baseball taken away from you. You know, you mm-hmm. don't really know for how long. And the toughest thing for me was when I came back. Um, you know, it's a hand. So especially in baseball, it's you're using it a lot. Um, and it was still pretty weak when I came back. And, you know, I was under the impression I was going to be completely fine. You know, like I was going to have no complications. And, you know, like it was just still so weak and everything a part of my game, being an infield. you know, using my glove a lot. Like it was so – like the muscles, the fast twitch muscles were so far behind than my mind was. You know, like my mind was usually like just telling my hand what to do and it would react right away. And then, you know, like the first few months that I was back, like I'd say, all right, like go get that ground ball and my hand would be like, Half a second delayed, it just wasn't used to moving in in unison again, and that was just the toughest pill for me to swallow. Was how my body and my mind was going to react when I came back from being out for three months or so. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, was that your left hand or your right
2: hand? My left hand, yeah, my okay. left hand.
0: Yeah, so even just putting down tags and everything too, I'm sure. Uh, yeah,
2: right. So. And it, it, yeah, you know, you're a little gingerly moving around with it. You don't want to get hit again. Right, right. And it just kind of plays mind games with you.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm sure.
2: Um, and then just in regards to your
0: training staff, how much of an impact did they have on you and, uh, really getting you back to play where they, uh,
2: you know, that was, I mean, that was the biggest thing to kind of keep me sane, you know, like they were, they were great the whole time. They, uh, they answered every question I, I asked, you know, like they drew out the whole rehab process for me. You know, I was pretty stubborn during it. You know, I was like, why, why isn't this feeling better? Especially when I came back and I started to rehab, like you know, balls to the wall every day, you know, it, it, nothing really changed for the first two or three weeks. And I was, I was pissed, you know, I was like, why? Like I've been out for two months. Why is my hand not starting to feel better after the first two weeks of rehab? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they stuck with it. They were, they were there for me to, you know, like I said, answer every question, draw out my rehab process. And, you know, even they'll still check on me now, like asking how it is. And, if, you know, it kind of, it goes a long way when they they were with you at a low part part, part of your life like that, where they still check on you and, you know, ask how everything's going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: That's great to have, you know, those close relationships. Uh, I know with Metro, we always try to, um, you know, stay close with our our patients as well, too. So it's always, uh, it's great to have. And those are the, you know, things that you remember more than anything is those relationships, being able to communicate with them and everything like that. right. Um, and then for, for therapy, what were you doing? Were you doing a lot of manual therapy, like grip work? Uh, was it a lot of yeah. machines you were using or, you know, a combo of both? Yeah,
2: it was, it was in the beginning. It was definitely, you know, like squeezing, you know, pillow kind of things, you know, like very soft, getting, getting some mobility back in the hand. And then the toughest thing was getting like the forearm strength back, you know, that it was obviously it's all connected and, you know, you, you didn't, I didn't use my forearm for a good two and a half months. So, I mean, it felt completely behind to my other arm, you know, and. So, I mean, as we kept going, you know, I, everything started ramping up, you know, started to do some drill work with baseball. I mean, that was painful, but, and then we started going to more ultrasound, you know, with kind of just smoothing out all the little complications we had. Right. Um, but then even when I started to come back, they still had me do, you know, grip strength every other day, you know, icing, keeping on top of it because you didn't know how I was going to react mm-hmm. after playing or not playing for three months or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, any advice you'd give to,
0: um, you know, younger kids coming back from an injury like that, you know, hand injury, which can uh, be a big effect on, you know, your basic- Yeah,
2: I mean, just, just be patient, you know, like, I broke a bone. It's not, you know, tearing a hamstring or pulling a hamstring, God forbid, you know, but like, you can't really fight through that. It's a bone, mm-hmm. you know, you have to let it run its course and, you know, make sure it's healed before you come back and try to be a hero. That's right. the only thing. I mean, obviously, like, listen to your body, but at the same time, make sure you're diligent in all your, your rehab work and listening to what your trainers, not your athletic trainers are saying.
0: Right, 100%. Um, so it Falls, I know, on the other side with you, um, in the fall of 2017, you actually tore your right UCL and uh, needed Tom John surgery. Um, that was earlier in your career in the minors too. Uh, how big of an impact was it on you at the time, and uh, how have you been able to really bounce back so far to make a full recovery?
3: Yeah, I mean, kind of piggybacking up what Zach said, it was pretty tough. Um, like you said, you never really planned for an injury. I was always a guy that was relatively healthy in my career and never really thought an injury of that magnitude would happen to myself. But And it was even harder that I was, I was throwing the rock pretty good at the time, too. So it was, mm-hmm. things were going pretty well. Um, but, yeah, it was tough. Um, yeah, you know, it happened on one pitch, and after that it was just – You got to just accept the fact that it happened. You kind of just got to, and then just attack the, attack the rehab process from there on out, realize, you know, you're not alone. You got people supporting you and you, uh, just, you got to focus on just getting better at that point.
0: Right. And, uh, how many months was your, your rehab process in total?
3: Um, so it was roughly, so it was from September, I got surgery at the end of August. So it was roughly 13 months. Okay, um when I tore it to or when I got the surgery to when I it was fully rehabbed and fully ready to go back up the mound,
0: okay, okay, and uh how big of an impact did your training staff have with you? I know recovering from Tommy John, you know it takes a lot of months, a lot of uh, a lot of hours in that treatment room, really staying on top of it and uh getting yourself back to full full potential. so how much of an impact did your training staff have on you?
3: yeah, pretty substantial um yeah between the strength coach and the PTs um, obviously you said long injury 13 months and pretty much from day one they had every day of every 13 month stint pretty much mapped out completely about what I was going to do when I was going to do it and pretty much stuck to the plan and it's frustrating because it's a long haul but you know you got to realize that they're in their positions for a reason and you're not Um, and they're they obviously studied this for years in school and they know what they're doing so Mm -hmm. You kind of just have to trust them and it was pretty smooth sailing uh once you kind of got once i got my head around that so just got to trust them and let them do their thing
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um and i know zach you're an upstate guy falls you're a you know local long island guy uh lived pretty close to our garden city clinic Uh, i know you stopped by one day to you know do a workout with us and uh, one of our therapists gary he led you through one so uh you know do you want to talk about your experience with that at all I know you guys did a combination of a few different workouts not just focusing on your your um you know torn ucl
3: yeah um kind of, I was actually thinking about mentioning that before you've been asked um because based off what you said I think one of the biggest things about being a therapist strength coach um anything where you're working with an athlete or a client um I truly think the relationship you build with them is the most important mm-hmm. second to the the treatment that you're providing them because I mean like I said I only went in there once with him and I don't remember what we did I don't remember how long it was but I do remember him being a great guy and like just having good conversation and just enjoying my time there so I think that's kind of the most important and would definitely bring me back to a place like that whereas even if I got tremendous treatment or tremendous training but Mm -hmm. wasn't really you know seeing eye to eye with the guy I, I probably wouldn't leave, leave it being a memorable experience. So, yeah. I, think yeah, I can piggyback off of that. You know, like when you're hurt, you know, the
2: last place you want to be, you know, is in a training room or a rehab facility. It's like that, can, that goes such a long way. You know, if they're positive, as soon as you walk in that door, like, Hey, look, you know, let's attack this day. Let's, let's attack the rehab today. That goes so much further than sulking or just being, you know, obviously someone has a bad day. Someone has a bad day, but you know, the more positive you are and like what Foles said, you know, like that, that really does carry some weight. For whatever you're doing
0: yeah i'm sure it's the same thing on the field you know like you have know, a bad day at the plate on the mound uh and that can carry over to you know everyday life and being in the training room like you said too it might not be your best day in there but you know it's really the mindset you have through the right long you know longevity and long process of it all so um so next question but this is for both of you guys too i'll start with you again zach um so i know for us at metro during the pandemic we've started seeing a lot of patients via telehealth Um, So for us, that's, you know, communicating like this, a lot of our therapists communicating with patients over the computer, um, and really taking them through their exercises and workouts. Uh, And I know just speaking to you guys on the side that that's something that you've been doing, you know, something Mm -hmm. similar with your trainers as well Is really speaking with them about your workout regimens and uh, what you've been doing so far over the computer screen as well. Uh, So what's your feedback been on, you know, that telecommunication, rather than, you know, being face to face?
2: Yeah, obviously, you know, you'd rather be face to face, Um, you know, they can get obviously more hands on, but it's been cool to see how, you know, we've adapted so quick to it. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, technology is, it's incredible where it is today, but you know, at the drop of a hat, we were like, Hey, you know, nobody can be within six feet of you. So you kind of had to, you know, make shift your way if you're for whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. but you know, like the trainers will text me every third day, asking how I'm doing, asking how my body feels, how I feel. You know, if we have any questions, they'll send you a video, a personalized video. Of, hey, you know, your back's tight. Like, remember we were doing this off the foam roller, you know, off the, off the machine that you were working on. And, you know, it's obviously, again, it's tough to, to do it via technology. But, you know, something like that, you know, as long as you're getting the right message across, I think, you know, that goes a long way for sure. Right. Right. And on your side, both.
3: Uh Yeah, we're doing pretty similar stuff. Um, so our strength coaches, uh, they put together a workout regimen as well as a conditioning routine on an app. Um, so we pretty much log on there to check down our workouts, check down our conditionings, enter our body weights, just so they're, um, that's all being maintained. And then uh, once a week we have a pitching coach, at least for me being a pitcher, uh, we'll have a pitching coach call us once a week as well as a therapist. Uh, PT calls once a week just to kind of go through what we're doing on the weekly in terms of throwing, um, doing our arm care, doing our just body maintenance stuff, just checking in just to see what we're doing and maybe suggest some things um, to change or just kind of talk, ask questions, and get some good feedback. So it's been pretty smooth sailing, good, good experience so far.
0: Right. And I know with you as a pitcher too, um, you know, to warm up and everything like that, there's a lot of uh, shoulder rehab that you do. Um, you know, a lot of blood flow workouts that you will do for your arm. And I'm sure a little bit more increased since you have torn your UCL. I'm sure you've been on top of that as well. So, you know, in times like this, I'm sure it's still, you know, staying on top of those workouts and, you know, doing your part to, like you said, communicate with your trainers and everything like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just nice to have someone in your, in your corner, you know, just, uh, I mean, granted, it's, it's kind of your responsibility to get stuff done, but it's just nice to know you've got some people in your corner that are, uh, that are just making sure you're on top of things when during a time when it's could be pretty easy to maybe slack off a bit. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. all right, well, uh, you know that's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for uh, taking some time to sit with us. Wilson, are you gonna go play a little golf? Yes, Let sir. Do it. Zach. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate awesome. it.
3: Appreciate you it. Yep.